Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your church and that through the means of the gathering of your people, you have um, ordained that we encourage and um, hold each other accountable to holiness, to uh, trusting in Christ more than the petty things around us. We pray that you would continue to, by your spirit, build unity among us in this body, that you would um, give us a joy of um, being together and loving you and loving each other in Christ. Help us to be challenged by um, your word today, that it spurs us on to resting in Christ, yet working harder for Him. We pray for all these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, we're going through the Ten Commandments. We're still in Exodus 20. Exodus 20, 15. And by way of review, we've looked at the first tablet, which seems to be God-oriented, and we're now going through the second tablet, which seems to be uh, a response to being God-oriented, is how we love our neighbor. Um, in the second tablet, we've seen the right response that our hearts from the beginning of our lives are trained to honor both the authority God has placed over us and the history and truth handed down to us through prior generations. Speaking of which, May 2nd will be the first Friday of May, and I would like for you all to begin even now to be prepared, be preparing to, to do our, are we going to call that the Season Saint Social? Is that just what we're going to do? We got to, right now this is so Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, here's a challenge. It's going to stay that way until you come up with something better. How's that? You do like it. Okay, all right. Clint, not a fan. Not a fan. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do that. Whatever we call that, it's just, it's, it just sounds better than, I guess. Oh, on Friday, first Friday of the month, we go and visit uh, the widows and widowers of our church. And we just kind of have dinner with them or, or play. We need to teach them all snitch, I think. It's, 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 we need to do that. That might be a little longer than an hour and a half. But They'll see the flesh in us. They will. <laughs> It'll make them pray all the harder. Um, so that's May 2nd. So honoring uh, our fathers and mothers uh, in the faith. All right. Uh, the right regard for his image, that human life is a gift from conception to the last breath, and it's valuable because humans bear the image of God. And then last week... We talked about the right commitment to reflect his image. At the core, our sexuality reflects the trinity, unity, and plurality. God created us to reflect him. In the faithfulness of the covenant marriage, we reflect the relationship between Christ and his church. In our singleness, we sacrifice a physical pleasure to demonstrate to the world the sufficiency and the all-satisfying worth of Christ. And it's in the hope of his perfection and in the power of his Holy Spirit we can begin to put into practice that step of sexual purity from the heart. Those last two that we talked about, 
uh, do not murder and do not commit adultery. There's a, there's a trend here, and now we see it again in the Eighth Commandment um, in verse 15. You shall not steal. You shall not steal. Um, it also consists of two words in the Hebrew. Pretty short, to the point. Don't steal what? Anything. Anything. Is there an object to that sentence? What does that tell you? It's blanketed across all things. Pretty all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. What is it targeted toward? Heart. Heart. Again, we see the heart. Theft from the heart, right? Uh, like you shall not murder, this commandment also lacks an object, and that's the point. It transcends any conditions or circumstances. Uh, the verb here literally means to carry away, and the picture here is to run away with somebody else's stuff, um, either either uh, by stealth and, and, and certainly without their consent. Um, it's not only the taking of goods, but can also refer to kidnapping, which I found interesting. Should not steal people. Just two chapters later in Exodus 22, we're going to see that the law requires a thief to return a double portion of what they stole. Do you see irony in that? I found this particularly hilarious. And then what they hope to gain, they lose. I just think that's amazing. What an incredible penalty. Um, do you see a progression here between these last three commandments? We have, the, we have the, the heart again, the beginning of the second tablet, honor your father and mother, it starts there. But do you see a progression with you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal? What's the progression? It's digging in deeper. It is. Because murder is like, Yeah. So Steal is. You would. Why? Yeah, I would think murder is worse than adultery, and adultery is worse than stealing. Right. But it's going from the outside in. So obvious that murder is wrong. Not so obvious that adultery is wrong. Stealing. I do it all the time. You don't really think about it. Murder and adultery a form of stealing? Exactly. It's stealing like. Lies. It's all about stealing. stealing. Yeah. Murder and adultery are a form of stealing. You're stealing life, you're stealing, you're stealing purity. Um, and yet, then, then you go from that to everything. I, I, I think, yes, there's, the value seems to be life is more worth than, 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 the, uh, than, than the purse uh, on the street. But the heart, it drills in deeper and deeper and deeper to where it shows that that tendency to... to he was a liar and a thief from the beginning, Jesus said of Satan. And a, mur- a murder from the beginning. He was a liar and a, and a murderer and a... You know, and it, uh, the, the whole thieving, lying, murderous stuff, that's all in us. And he's drilling down deeper and deeper into that. Um, you steal a podium, for example. <laughs> that's not committing adultery. No. And when you commit adultery, it's not murdering. No. What if that podium has a mate? <laughs> Love of neighbor. <laughs> Love of neighbor is the issue here. Not a podium. Love of neighbor not only requires us to hold 
sacred his life and his marriage, but also his property. Do we see that? Love of neighbor is a, it's, it's expanded. What's it grounded in? Why is this important? Why does God care about people's stuff? I mean, that's so materialistic. Why would God encourage materialism? Is he? He tells us to love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. It's a command and it's not from any materialism at all. It's just showing, telling you to have the right heart for your neighbor. Okay. It's also insult to God because you're not depending on God to provide for you. Okay. You need to do it yourself. Right. Yeah, it's in James 2.10, I believe. I could be corrected, but I think it's in chapter 2, James. It's in James. Um, yes, it's grounded in who God is. Yeah, it goes back to the, uh, you should not take the name of the Lord or God in vain. If mm-hmm. you do that, you're stealing from his mm-hmm. personhood, character. Kevin, it's also stepping on top of somebody else to get something, because there's nothing wrong with being a gatherer. There's a $20 bill out in the middle of the field that's no one's, and you take it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you step on somebody's face to get that 20 yeah, that's wrong. And that's what Stephen is. Especially the face. Especially the face. Here's the, here's the thing that's difficult about getting into thou shalt not, you shall not. King James just creeps in. Thou shalt not steal. It's hard, it's hard to talk about this without also going to the 10th commandment, don't covet. Right. They're wrapped into one. In fact... Coveting <laughs> permeates all of this. In fact, if we push even further, in fact, in fact, in fact, if we push even further, you have Paul talking about <clears throat> coveting is idolatry. He kicks it back to the top. So throughout all of this is the heart that wants something that it does not possess now. Vengeance, um, sex, property. And we'll see next week um, um, a reputation. Um, so what do we get from the Bible's view of property from this commandment? What are we, what are we, what are we gathering here? It's not sinful to have property, first of all. Okay. God values, well, you know, in the New Testament, you should work. Right. So we, we, we work and we earn a keep and we earn a living and that's okay. But that's just because of the fall that we work. Right? I mean... No. You already covered that one? That's Friday. <laughs> we worked before the fall. We worked before the fall. There was produce from the work of, from which we were to enjoy. Robbing that, stealing that produce is... A violation, not only just of taking the stuff, but a violation of that person. You've diminished the person. And we're made in God's image, so we kind of have the natural tendency to want to build and create mm-hmm. things and like make stuff. Right. And when you, when you work 
we don't get to the second tablet without being grounded in the first. Is that what you're saying? All of, all of these commandments are rooted in the image of God. Who, yeah, that's what you're saying. Who, who he is, what he's done, and that we're created in his image. So by stealing, we're ultimately stealing from God. Why do I say that? It's all his. Uh, uh, Exodus 19, which you remember many moons ago, we were in the chapter before 20. Um, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession, God's possession, among all people, for all the earth is mine. Given that it's all God's, what's the biblical view? Well, it's, first of all, the worldview of property, which is, is what? What would you say that is? The, the, the world's view of property. Whatever you work for is yours and nobody else's. You can do with it whatever you want. That's, that's capitalism. And, and monopoly. And, and trying to monopolize that so, to the exclusion of all else. What's the biblical view of property? Everything's God's. We're stewards. Ownership in the world is exclusive ownership. Ownership biblically is stewardship for which we will give an account, right? Stewardship for, his, for, for him and his people. Um, it's his stuff resting in the wallet held by your neighbor. It's God's stuff. Ownership is stewardship. Uh, if we look at it in, 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 the, first, in the first tablet, uh, uh, this, I mean, the, going through the second tablet, it's his image in that life. It's his love for his people reflected in that marriage. It's his stuff resting in the wallet. Ownership is stewardship. It's all reflective. It's all grounded in the person of God in his creative work. All right. In what ways are we thieves? Um, when you said that Yeah. So you think that the cost for trying to monopolize our lives that God has given us is to actually lose what we were trying to gain. So that's the double that's the double portion penalty. Good point. In what ways are we thieves? We're thieves of his glory. What do you mean by that? Anytime that we're not submissive to what he's willed for us. Anytime that we try and take credit for something that we've done. Mm -hmm. Look at us. It robs him. Okay. Or good stewards of that opportunity in a way that we're just not treating. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, Grant. In the same way that he's talking, if, um, if we own something but we're actually stewards of it, mm -hmm. carrying what he just said, if we need to give that to somebody, if we're supposed to be generous or somebody that doesn't have, mm -hmm. but we say, no, that's mine, I can do with it what I please, mm -hmm. we're robbing the glory of God with his thing that we're actually a steward of right. by calling it mine. And calling it mine. It's like the parable of the father that puts tenants on the farm, mm -hmm. and then when it comes a certain time, he sends uh, another tenant to gather stuff, mm -hmm. and they kill him or beat him and send him back or whatever. And it comes down to his son, you know, they unfortunately kill my sons, so I'm going to send him, but then they kill him. To get, if we, if we try to steal from God our lives, it's going to end, we're going to have to kill somebody because it's not ours. When God comes back to claim it, we're going to have to kill him to keep him from getting it from us. Okay. Ha and, and we did. Yeah, we did. Um, what about time? Depths of time. It's all in the same genre. It's all, and, th and those are, and that's good. It's anything. Sometimes it's helpful to get specific and to think, I'm not going to go rob a bank, at least not yet. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, you know, hold up a guy on the street or carjack, as far as I know. I'm sure that's in me somewhere, but so far God has given me grace enough not to go rob people that way. Are there other ways that I rob people? Are there other ways that we rob people that we don't think about, that just part of the water we swim in as, as fish in the culture? Um, what, what is it that we do that you think of as theft? One of the things I think of is time. I'm, I'm paid to do a job. I'm on the job. Do I take a longer coffee break? Do I take a longer lunch? Do I, you know, that's theft of time. Um, what's another way you think? I think like the way we communicate. Like you're always just like joking, or you're always just like trying to rub everything over with just kidding. Or especially, I don't know. Recently, I feel like super, not recently, but like I think a lot of people do that, where we'll like say kind of like things that we don't mean, and then like it hurts deeper than she really thinks. So it's a kind of a so, you, yeah. you you you. You can you can say something that would hurt someone's reputation or their character, yeah. impugn their character, and yet we try to just kidding, yeah. you know, just yeah. just think, like J slash K makes everything better. Yeah. You know? I think when uh, God gives us an opportunity to witness to other people, it's also mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you ask me to buy something for you or to pay somebody, you give me money, mm -hmm. and then I see the guy and I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna turn away and mm -hmm. leave. I think that's a way of stealing not witnessing to someone, someone when you're supposed to order. When the opportunity is given. So withholding. Just because, yeah, withholding it. It's, we've been freely given, we should freely give. Is that valid? So is withholding giving the same thing as stealing? Hmm. 
Sin of omission. I don't think so. Withholding giving. Let's talk about that. That's interesting. Grant is in the negatory. Isn't the heart of do not steal, isn't that greediness? Sure. The heart of do not steal is greediness. It is selfishness. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, keeping keeping for yourself, keeping it, taking from others, but is it also not giving to others? Like the the gifts that God has given us, the good gifts that he's given us, if we only use them for our own pleasure mm-hmm. and for our own self-satisfaction, mm-hmm. is that, in a sense, stealing the gifts that God's given us to, to use in, a, in an inappropriate way? And I'm glad you said only, because there are some things that he's blessed that we do we're enjoy. Not to, we're not supposed to not enjoy life. Right. That's not what I'm talking right. about. Right, yeah, but, but I'm... But I'm Right, right, and not and, and withholding something that would bless someone else when we are given much. I'm not talking about living in a dirt hut and, and not taking care. I of miss our dirt hut. Need. I, I don't think that's what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying I you never have to clean. I think that that heart issue is the same of taking somebody else's stuff and hoarding mm-hmm. to the point that that. You have more than enough, and you're not willing to mm. to share with others. What what good is your faith if your brother comes to you hungry and you say, "Go away, be blessed"? Mm. That's theft. Is that what your is that your point? I, I, I'm asking the question. Okay, what yeah, do you think? I think it's the same heart issue. It may not be the same. Okay, what do you think? I think the heart issue is is the same or very similar. I don't think it's thievery at all. Okay. Because I mean, God has has given you stewardship over what he's given you stewardship over. It's, it's, it's your responsibility to manage what he's given. He has not given that to somebody else. So to say that's stealing from them, it's not because it's, it's yours. Yeah, it's 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 omission is not the same thing as commission. So maybe that would fall into more 10th commandment than 8th. So I say you can go to Ananias and Sapphires. Mm-hmm. When the property was theirs, they could do anything that they wanted with it. Mm-hmm. It was only when they said that was when the hard issue came in. Yeah. In that situation. I wouldn't say it's stealing from the person that you can give it to, mm-hmm. but it's stealing from God because he's okay. given you the, the goods or whatever. And doesn't isn't that what it all comes down to? Yeah. The earth is mine. And it may not be a sin necessarily against that person of theft, but it is robbery from a heart of selfishness and greed not to give when we when we can. Um, it's stealing their joy. It's stealing their joy by uh, by not blessing someone. Okay, yeah, well, there's that's a good point. This is an onion. Um, let's get, well, that's why I hate chopping onions. All right, go ahead. What else? What else? What are other elements of... So what is All kinds of theories, I still cry. Go ahead. A pet peeve of mine is people when they drive, they get on their phones, and there's a lot of people that, that drive in the left-hand lane under the speed limit, and I feel like they're stealing my time. I was behind somebody the other day, and we, we were either at a red light or at a stop sign, and she was down there on her phone like this, and she could have gone... 
and I, I gave her a whole two and a half seconds before I honked my horn. So you robbed her of a quiet, peaceable morning. So my racing is all But my, my point, my point is how it fits in is is our selfishness affects other people. And sure. We can steal it really does. People's time. Yeah. Or the quiet enjoyment of their peaceful conversation on the phone. I mean, you could look at it a couple of ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just found out her grandpa died. Laura goes to the emotional response. Um, okay. I was kind of thinking, when do we drive aggressively and block people out of the left lane? Sure. Yeah. What are you saying? You're stealing the, the peacefulness of the road from the people. Sure. Okay. We're really giving ourselves a lot of cush here on these examples of thievery. I just got to be honest. Go ahead, yes. Just an example. Uh, I've been out with boys on, uh, lots of times. Yesterday, one of the kids stole $20 out of my wallet, out of my backpack that was in my truck. Really? And um, I heard the door shut, and I looked up, and I saw who did it. They'd asked me for loose change before, mm -hmm. and so there was a trend, but he was, anytime he brings up money or asks, and he's done it to everybody, apparently, it's for his mom. Sure. He's not stealing for himself. No. But, but he's, he's raised, he's taken it upon himself. Yeah. And he cares, apparently, enough, or, or whatever, he's trying, mm -hmm. he's trying to do something yeah. But he's willing to violate these other things sure. in order to accomplish that. A day without justification or rationalization is a day wasted. Um, we, we, we do that. We all do that. I, got, I worked hard this morning. I should have a two and a half hour lunch. Um, I, you know, they're always so uh, annoying. They should just be put in their place. Um, I give enough to the government. Now, see, we need to think that one through. Is it wrong to steal from a thief? Um, anyway, I'm... take it more seriously when we know we're going to give an account for how we um, buy the way we handle our finances, by the way we handle our property, by the way that we treat others, if we know that that reflects on him, right? That, that's, a, that's a taller order. Um, how free am I going to be able to share the gospel and encourage somebody when they know about X in my the West and the steward, right? That's a that's a tall order. And um, all right, well, Paul says this w with reputation. I, I I found this interesting. I'm going to go back to this. Uh, theft of a name is worse than theft of money, according to Shakespeare. He who steals my purse steals trash, but he who filters my good name makes me poor indeed. He wrote. Um, Paul says it this way, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. 
Notice the reason to work, to share with anyone who has need. But he follows it immediately, the very next verse with, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I found that very interesting. Again, that's one element of thievery that we talked about, but I I just thought that was interesting. All right. Um, God calls us to repent of this, doesn't he? Don't steal. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. Um, what was his response? This uh, tax collector who was an artist at uh, thievery. Um, what was his response when Christ called him out of the tree? He gave back and he gave more than back. He gave back more than... What was he required to under the Levitical... I'm, 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 He gave the sheep portion. The same chapter, 22, we talked about verse 7, says give a double portion, the thief should give a double portion. also says in verse 1 that if a man steals an ox, he should give five times for the ox. And if he steals a sheep, he gives four times for sheep. So we're just talking about, you know, filthy lucre here, and he is wanting to give four times over and above what the law required. By the way, what's that principle called when we talk about man who steals gives back and then some. What is the principle? It starts with an R. Restitution. Restitution. Close. Well, restitution. Do you see that um, in our law? In principle? Do you see that in our law? In civil law. And there's also an element in criminal law where they are to uh, the well. Well, there's also a payment into a victim's fund as no, they're working. That's, that's for punitive damages, though. That's not. Well, that's civil. That's civil, that's civil, but also criminal. There is an element of, of of punishment where they're to pay into a victim's fund. Yes, victim's we have Victim's fund because of emotional damages, or victim's fund as a double portion. Well, emotional damages would be in civil law. Uh, theft of property, and then they're to pay on top of that for the loss of use of the property. Yeah, it's arrested. The principle of restitution is one of the fundamental things in our law as well. It's built upon this concept. And anytime you see laws dealing with theft, you you have that restitution element in it. Um, He'd be very sad indeed. I just was thinking of um, when your house was broken into mm-hmm. when you were in college, uh, when our car was stolen, mm-hmm. when we had one car to share. Yeah. That was a, those were very, to me, those were personal. Mm-hmm. Those were personal crimes that somebody, and in fact, um, the people who stole our car had, it had been at their repair shop being fixed for a week, and that's how they made copies of the keys to steal it. So it was very personal. They knew our address. They knew where we lived. Mm-hmm. They came there specifically to mm-hmm. steal our car. Um, and it was a Saturn. It was trashed and <laughs> personal things were taken. It, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's a disrespect.
the person self. Yeah. Themself, where where the only thing of value is no longer the person, but it's what you can get from it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we do that in other ways where we're not taking their stuff, mm -hmm. but we're taking whatever we can get from that mm -hmm. person, using. using them, and not 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 valuing the person themselves. And sometimes we treat God that way. Mm -hmm. We just want the good stuff. Mm -hmm. We just want the stuff. We don't want you. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's I, I think that's stealing when, when you're taking just the stuff and your your only focus is what somebody can give you and what you can get from them, which is stealing. If you have no interest in that person at all, mm -hmm. that's a whole different thing than having a re relationship and being invested in them. And don't we see that theme? You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. It's the objectification of a person. I'm upset with what they've done. Where's my knife? All I want is vengeance. That's all I can see, not the value of their life. It's worthless to me except this moment. Adultery. I don't care about their covenant. I don't care about purity. I don't care about who they are and the worth of, of a person creating the image of God. I just want them for this. Looking or doing, whatever it is. I just want this. That's objectifying. And it's the same thing here. It's that theme of there's more to this than what we want. That's the world baseline. What can I get? Rather than I'm a steward of these things. And I'm, and I'm an agent reflecting the goodness and mercy and worth of God as I display that and show that and lavish that upon the worth of those created in his image. How can you say, sing praises to God, even in the dark with just a piano, and yet go out and curse those who are made in his image? Right? It's robbing his glory. He, he does. And in, and in Deuteronomy, we'll see, if you guys are still here, in Deuteronomy, we'll, we'll see that he preaches it again as his second giving of the law to the next generation. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the whole book is a, his last sermon before he dies. And you can just imagine, as he's saying the commandments, which they should be intuitive, mm -hmm. but who knows, maybe for some people they weren't because they were so yeah. entrenched in. Well, I think we get... I think we get don't steal with weights and measures as, as a tradesman. What, what, there was a, I forget his name. There's a guy who wrote a book about the core quality of a successful culture is trust, based on trust. Those who have institutionalized trust succeed. Those cultures that have institutionalized distrust fail. If there's corruption that's just accepted, it's understood, they fail. And, and the decline of a nation, hello, a decline of a nation involves 
that distrust that's inbred. I don't trust my government. I don't trust the guy at the, the Quickie Mart. Uh, I don't trust you know, the bank. I, I don't trust... All of these things, it, it robs a society of its ability for thrift, of its growth, all of that. And so we see that in, in this commandment. Real, 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 I didn't bring my watch, but I can see on my... On here it's 10, so... We also see it like when you know someone's getting disability and they're not disabled. When you see welfare fraud, when you see... That's all stealing. Mm-hmm. But they don't see it as stealing. No. They don't. And yet, do we think of it in terms of what we do? You know, and I, and I agree with you, that is theft. But it's real easy to, to point... What areas am I stealing? We start there with the second tablet aimed at me before we push it out. Um, we're all thieves. You're all thieves. We're all thieves. Uh, we're thieves of property, of time, of reputation. We come to the king as robbers in his kingdom. Think about that. It's all his. But take heart, Christ was flanked by guys like us on the cross, hung between two thieves. One remained condemned in unbelief, and one saw him in paradise that day, trusting that when he said it is finished, he meant it. Here's the point. Christ emptied himself of his possessions to give in his poverty what we could never possess. He died to save those who steal from him. I guess the question is, what kind of thief will you be? Will you be one who trusts him and is forgiven to work with your hands for his kingdom and not for yourself? Any, any comments on that? And yes, sir. When we think about the gospel, it reminds us how we're supposed to live, that when someone steals from us, when the kid wrecks in our truck and steals our money, or when somebody's driving the lane too slow, it's um, what passages that it says, even anybody would die for a good person. It's Romans 5. Okay. Well, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, mm-hmm. and that's how we should treat other people. Yes. And, and, and the, the balance is raising the standard of the Bible values the ownership of property. And yet at the same time, I must be willing to give that, to let that go, to not harbor the bitterness that would lead me to violate you know, the Sixth Commandment. Um, that, that's, that's, the, that's the problem we have. These idea of, um, you know, when I go to a certain large department store that has uh, uh, goods that I know are just ungodly cheap. If I buy them knowing that the way they got to me was on the back of some guy in another country making pennies an hour, <coughs> is that theft? And yet if I don't buy it, if we as a culture don't buy it, the guy making pennies an hour didn't even get his pennies an hour. Is that theft? Well, Welcome to Genesis 3. <laughs> we live in a fallen world. 
And so these choices that we make about theft or not theft are, are, are more complicated. I mean, the left wants to say, let's distribute all property equally and just start. Well, then we start trading property, and some people are going to get good deals and some people are not. So then you're back to. So the problem then is now we have to equalize talent, thrift, you know, opportunity. We have to equalize all of that. So then we become dehumanized from what God has given us, the gifts of given. Whereas the right says, what problem? Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? There, there's in the middle, there's a place that we will not see until Christ returns, which is the right, the right economic system. Um, but here we are, still needing the cross. Again, here at the Eighth Commandment. So, any other comments? Yeah. It should be the red flag is not being convicted of something and I think and I understand what you're saying we don't want to sit around staring at our navels all the time oh I'm such a thief but and, and rest in Jesus but at the same time I think we need to think because we do get blinders for sure well and that's why I mean you have to do the human responsibility mm-hmm. of seeking Christ right. and reading the word and meeting with people and listening to people and you know respecting when they hold you accountable sure. and things like that I mean yeah you definitely still have Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Anyone else? Reminds me of Matthew 11, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am simple and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We have a burden and a yoke, but thank Christ that it is easy because of him. Sometimes it, it, uh, it doesn't feel easy, though, I'll be honest. Yeah, and that Jesus. well, that's 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 a, no, that's the wrong answer in some way. Um, but it's it's heavy when it's done like what you're talking about, where we're just trying to focus on our effort and what we're doing wrong. It's easy when we're striving as a team toward Him. I, have to, I gotta do it like I gotta do the visual. Yes. Sir. And I never thought about that. 
white knuckle their way through it, learning to pray um, for towards something instead of away from something mm-hmm. was helpful for me in this because you know, Christ already fulfilled the law, and now it's just kind of up to us daily. Like, how do we? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just it's a crazy. You're feeling tugged by both ends. You want to you want to hate your sin. You want to love God. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it described as a ditch on both sides. There's either the the legalistic, I've got to do this in order to be holy, tendency that we all have. And then the other side is, woohoo, let go, let God. I'm, it's all grace, and I'm good. Sin, sin, sin more so that grace may abound. Yeah, he must have decided to do that. So there's there's both sides of that. And I think, I think we, uh, in our circles... Get the right side ditch where it's, you know, let go, let God. We, we slam on that. I think sometimes we do tend more to the, maybe I'm prejudicing. We get the left side of the ditch, let go, let God. We don't always get the right side of the ditch of, um, of uh, you know, the, 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 the doing it in our own effort. Next. <laughs> it's time to pray. I think I think we'll. On, I don't want to end on that note, but okay, we'll do it. Uh, Eastern Orthodoxy, you're killing me. It's a sobering thing, Lord, to come to you um, laid bare by the law. Where else will we go but to Christ? So we pray that we are once again healed by him as we look at our lives and examine where we have been thieves. Thank you that his first act from the cross toward uh, saving someone was of a thief. We take comfort in that. The first convert was a thief. And we all rob you. And we again need your grace. Be with us today as we hear your word preached and proclaimed. Make our hearts willing vessels this morning to receive what you give us. Father, help us not to be stingy with it. In Christ's name we pray, amen.